going on everybody it's shw this is our wrestling the official podcast of shw i'm b double brandon benefield of course joined <laughs> by gb gerard bonner my man how you doing i'm really good man how are you I, i'm doing great i'm doing great uh i'm excited because i finally got to go back and watch shw 25 which is now live earlier this week it went live on iwtv mm-hmm. so if yeah. you hadn't seen it be sure you check it out. Sign up at independentwrestling.tv. Use the code SHW and get the first five days free. And uh, check it out, SHW25. It was a wild night, buddy. Yeah, it was a wild night. It always feels like uh, forever between when the night happens and when it ends up on IWTV. I mean, those days of waiting are just like, so it's awesome and I mean and and that's whether it shows up in two days or a week like it just just happens like that but uh absolutely you know we had an amazing show of course at uh, SHW 25 if you haven't watched it please do so many things happened there and uh the crowd as we always say was just jacked up I mean this was a special crowd special show and we talked about it last week which by the way Man, wasn't last week's show fun? Oh, you my know, gosh. I, I was just thinking about that. Of course, we're back coming to you from our, our, our usual Zoom chat location for the yeah. podcast. And uh, I got to be honest, I, I'm, I'm missing the beach, man. I'm missing uh, the beautiful Jacksonville weather. I got to tell you, as good as it felt to do this show, it felt even better watching it back. And I'm just like, you know, we look good in the sun. Like, (laughs) this location thing could really be a thing, man. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. We will will gladly go on location anytime uh, the higher-ups ask us to because that was was a fun time and a fun trip, a great weekend. Uh, Yeah. As you can see, Diana Michelle is not with us again tonight, but that's all right. We will uh, hopefully have her back next week to yes. rejoin the podcast here. But Well, uh, this is what happens when you're A, the announcer of the year, and B, everybody wants you, right? Like all these promotions are gathering her services. She's everywhere all the time. So I get it. She's the superstar of the bunch. You know, she's the one that makes us look good. I totally understand that. Absolutely. That is absolutely the truth. And, uh, you know, without trying to put over any other places too much, I will say, you know, (laughs) she did that Mucha Lucha show uh, Mm -hmm. last this past weekend. And I saw some pictures from that. And she talked to us a little bit about it. Yeah. That crowd, that was a big old crowd. And that looked like a crazy (laughs) show. So I know she's... She's still coming off of the the big busy night from, uh, what was it, last Sunday, I think. Yeah, it was last Sunday. It was a big, big show. And, you know, it's funny because when you look at that, 
uh, it's kind of a reminder of how the world has changed. You know, it's been yep. a solid year now since the the world went on lockdown uh, here in the United States That's, for sure. That is crazy to think about. It's been a year ago. Was it like March 12th, March 13th? Yeah, like March that. 12th, March 13th, oh, man. Like everything crazy. changed. And, you know, the irony of it, of course, because I know for me, I knew that things were serious when sports started canceling, you know, like when March Madness stopped and when the NBA stopped its season, like I knew, okay, we've got something serious. And of course it was only a matter of time before it trickled into the world of pro wrestling. And so uh, now that it's, you know, a year removed from that, and of course you're seeing uh, wrestling starting to return uh, on larger scales Uh, Of course, when we were at AEW last week, that was the largest audience they've had since the pandemic. Um, And then the the audience at Mucha Lucha that we saw over the weekend, uh, the rumored audience coming for uh, WrestleMania, which should just really be quite wild. I'm sorry, did I I hear 45,000? You did. Wow. You did. That's crazy. You you, you did. And, And so that's one of the reasons why I think it's interesting to have the conversation about how things have changed in this last year because you know prior to this we would not have looked at the mucha lucha crowd weird and quite frankly southern honor we have uh gotten some scrutiny from people when we reopened and yeah. we've had the crowds that we've had um so i'm curious man what what have been your thoughts in this last year you know in terms of how the world has changed uh certainly relative to the world of pro wrestling and in general you know so much has changed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's insane to look back in, in, in what has co- become commonplace as far as masks, as far as mm-hmm. uh, the social social distancing, just all these different protocols that have been put into place that you never would have thought about a year ago. And now right. a year later, it's just like commonplace right now. Like we're mm-hmm. just so used to doing these things, but yeah, um, it's insane. It's, it's one of those things, you know, when we decided to come back in August uh, for the rumble Jack, that was our first big show back. And right. like you said, I mean, we heard from, all kinds of people on both sides like yes thank yes. god you're coming back and other people right. are like, why are you coming back right um, right you know and it's i've always been of the mindset you know that you're an adult take care of yourself like if you choose yeah. to put yourself in this situation uh mm-hmm. you know you handle it how you think you should handle it and sure want to wear a mask if you want to carry i mean look i'll be honest we carry the hand sanitizer with us we have sure. it at the shows because there's a lot of handshaking there's a lot of fist bumps yes. going on and there's a yes. lot of throwing that stuff on right afterwards and you Absolutely. Know, it's nothing personal it's just yeah just watching out for me you're just watching Absolutely. Out for you and we, Absolutely. we wear the mask when we're at the shows and yeah you know it's there's a plenty of people that come to the shows that wear the masks there's, mm-hmm. there's also people that don't and yeah know, it's it's yeah it's everybody's choice how they want to deal with it and yeah i'm not going to be the person that says no you have to do it this way or right. whatever so it is what it is and and mm-hmm. i think uh, you know, uh, knock on wood, but I think we've had a fairly good track record since we've been back uh, mm-hmm. of not having any issues. And, yeah. you know, we've had a, our, our crowd numbers have fluctuated a little bit, but we've always yeah. had a good crowd. Yes. And, um, and of course, like we said at the last show, they were loud. It was a yeah. loud crowd. But um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, according to Diana, they had a crazy a big loud crowd at Mucha Lucha. So um, wh- who knows what kind of like, if they're going to get any uh, flack for it, but and I'm sure they will. They'll probably get it from both sides. Just like, like we have, sure. just like AEW has uh, just and like, God forbid what's going to happen at Mania in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, exactly. Lord. We'll see how that pans out because yeah. um, 
I'm yeah. just, I heard that number too. And I thought, is that for real? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of folks. I mean, I know it's a big, it's a big outdoor stadium. Yeah. But, but that's, that's about 75% capacity of that, of that space, which yeah. is, I mean, and just for context, you know, we've talked about AEW. We were at revolution last week, the 1300 that they pulled in was literally a 25% capacity situation. Yeah. for Daly's place. And then when we look at, you know, I know people have whatever issues they have uh, with what goes on at the action building, but they don't realize how large the action building is mm -hmm. and that we're barely a third capacity um, when we have been welcoming fans back in this pandemic. So we have not come anywhere close to being at capacity or being at, you know, numbers that would be alarming. Um, and so I think that does make things interesting, certainly when you talk about Tampa, but it does mark at how wrestling has changed um, so much yeah. as the world has, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and it's funny, uh, next week, actually, well, we heard last week, but certainly this coming Sunday, the NWA returns mm -hmm. um, for the first time. And we talk about how organizations have been impacted by the pandemic. Uh, this is their first show since the first actual full-on NWA show right. since the pandemic. And um, it's just intriguing to see how different people have handled this whole situation and how it's changed things. I mean, if we're really pulling the curtain back, you know, we've had uh, not just some fans decide that they weren't sure if they were comfortable, but we've had some superstars decide that they weren't. Some of them even come on this podcast and said, hey, you know, I, I won't be back, at least yeah. not yet, not until I feel comfortable and things like that. And I think that's okay. You know, I think that's the way of the world. What I think is interesting as we are a year removed from the initial launch is, you know, with all the vaccines um, that are out, it does seem like we are on the fast track to getting things back or at least close to what they used to be, um, which still sparks a degree of trepidation, I think, for some people. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, one would say, hey, man, I can't wait until we all get back. You know, I think we all want to just get back safely and ensure because because to me, when we were uh, in 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 Florida last week, uh, I felt good. Yeah. You know, like I felt comfortable. I felt like precautions were being taken. I felt like, you know, it was great to be around fans on that large of a scale of a scale. Um, it felt good. And I felt okay, you know, but that was also because I was close to you guys, you know, and I didn't feel like I had strange things happening. So it, it was very spread out. You're right. Yeah, it was. It was. So I don't know, um, you know, as there's talk of the world reopening or whatever, it's going to be interesting to see how wrestling gets impacted. Um, and I'm, I personally am just glad that we've been able to welcome fans back. And I believe, you know, we've been uh, somewhat of a leader in terms of how you can bring fans back, how fans can still be involved in the product. Uh, because if you remember, like for Rumble Jack, the rules were so strict. <laughs> and I know Gary and strict rules don't go together, right? Um, <laughs> but but right. they were strict in this regard. Remember where they had the rules where if a fan touches a wrestler, the fan would be ejected. Yeah. And then if a wrestler uh, took the match out of the ring and into the crowd, the match would be thrown out. Like there were things that were definitely put in place yeah. and that has eased up as well, you know, as time has progressed and things like that. But, but the world has changed. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know how, how easily 
we'll all just go back to, you know, things the way they were, even though that does appear to be coming. Yeah. And, and it's interesting too, because you talk about city by city, state by state, you know, you talk about the world opening back up. It's interesting mm-hmm. because there's a lot of places in Georgia. I know a lot of places in Florida where they will tell you, well, they never close. Like they've been, open <laughs> right. up, you know what I mean? Like, right. But then right. you've got places like California, New York, and they're slowly, mm-hmm. slowly just now starting to kind of, yes. And they're looking at us like we're crazy down here. Cause right. we're kind of like, well, you know, it, it, different parts of the state, different parts of different cities yeah. may, were one way maybe, but there's other yeah. places like, I mean, you go up in Canton and it was kind of like, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing going on. You know, it's just weird. It's just a weird time. We're it in. is, it but, is. Uh, and, yeah. and it's made it challenging, obviously for, for pro wrestling, because especially with the independent circuit, right? Like, yeah. you know, people are, you know, and, and here's the amazing difference this time last year, a lot of the independent wrestlers were kind of bummed out because a lot of the shows that they were going to do that were connected to, to WrestleMania yeah. were ultimately canceled, which, which that played a, that was a big, big deal on the psyche for a lot of wrestlers. A, um, lot, of, a lot of these guys for the, on the indie circuit, that's their big payday of the year because they go down to Mania, for Mania weekend. And mm-hmm. if, for fans, a lot of fans might not know this. If fans have yeah. ever gone to a Mania, uh, mm-hmm. but the city that Mania is in, the surrounding areas hold all sorts of big indie shows, like big indie yes. super shows yes. uh, that coincide with the weekend of WrestleMania. And so yes. for indie stars, I mean, that's a huge opportunity for them to get seen on a much bigger scale. You have all kinds of people from all over the world that come to town for right. Mania that are seeing these indie stars. Yes. Uh, you know, so they're getting worldwide eyes on them right there. And, mm-hmm. and a big payday or a big yeah. couple of paydays. And sure. I felt terrible because, you know, we're friends with a lot of them that uh, from mm-hmm. SHW, from the local yes. Georgia scene that yes. would have been down there. And yes. um, we had a lot of them early on in the podcast last year mm-hmm. sure did. talking about, you know, how big of a bummer it was that yeah. they missed out on their big mania weekend. So, yeah. um, but what have we heard about that? I mean, is that still going to be, I mean, mania is taking place. Are they mania still going to have is, all the indie shows surrounding there it? There are a number of indie shows happening. Um, okay. You know, there is that whole situation called the collective that GCW does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are doing that again. And so there's usually about 10 or 11 independent shows connected to that, uh, that, you know, it spans the gamut of pro wrestling in terms of what you may or may not like. And so uh, it does give a lot of uh, the superstars that we're familiar with, certainly our SHW family uh, gives them an opportunity to apply their craft uh, certainly during mania weekend. So that's going to happen. I know that they are too going to have some pretty strict COVID protocols and things like that to keep it safe for the wrestlers and the fans are going to have obviously certain capacities that they're going to operate with and, you know, masks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, The cool thing about it is, you know, we see the trickle down effect of what happens and how the organizations are connected. You know, uh, there was a time where mania was its own silo, you know, but, uh, certainly, you know, you can go back several years to look at how other wrestling promotions took advantage of it. And I think when the independent scene saw, yeah, this is something that's a thing, man, you know, they, they went at it. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Wrestlers yeah. getting to apply their craft is a good thing. Um, and so while certainly there was great challenge for those independent superstars uh, with what happened a year ago, what it also did was it proved that when one door closes, 
another door opens. And that other door for many of them was a thing called AEW, which uh, <laughs> ultimately spawned into AE. Well, we had AEW Dark, but AEW Dark now became the place for independent wrestlers yeah. to really showcase their talent. And a lot of our SHW superstars found their way onto Dark and ultimately even getting signed yeah. uh, to AEW, which I thought was interesting. And that leads us, of course, to AEW Dark Elevation, which premiered this week. And we had several of our superstars that were yeah, on there. Absolutely. It uh, debuted this past Monday. And, of course, the big news a couple weeks ago was that Paul White, formerly known as The Big Show, had made mm -hmm. his way and became all elite joining AEW. And not only will he be competing uh, in the ring from time to time, I don't know if it'll be a full-time basis, but just kind of a every so often, but yeah. he'll also be joining the commentary booth for AEW Dark Elevation, joining the one and only uh, Tony Schiavone. Yes. Who, uh, big shout out to Tony Schiavone. We love that guy. Absolutely. Uh, we sure but, do. So uh, Tony and Paul White commentary for AEW Dark Elevation took place this past Monday. And that's what yeah. I was looking up because, of course, you know me. I'm not prepared. I'm trying to find the card here. Uh, to uh, Was I not fast? Did I not give you enough time? I, no, no, no. I like how you were stretching there. You saw me looking here. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to find uh, – to make sure I got all of our SHW uh, family that's going to be part sure. – or that was part of Dark Elevation. Of course, Danny Jordan, the real mean yes. girl, uh, was yes. on there taking on Red Velvet. Uh, mm -hmm. David Ali, your yeah. savior – Savior, yeah. in quotes, mm -hmm. uh, the SHW champion. Of course, he yeah. was in action in an eight-man tag match. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to look. I want to say was very – I think very Morales was on yes. there. Yes, very Morales um, was on there. He was. Mm -hmm. And and just – I mean, just a, a number of SHW talent that it's so yeah. cool to see. And you, you mentioned it, like when Dark became a thing. And, you know, Dark mm -hmm. had always been a thing since the beginning, but it sure. became this much bigger show, like – Yes. Early on, if you remember the early episodes of Dark, like right when mm -hmm. Dynamite debuted, there right. was only like it, it'd be like twenty minutes long, maybe, and it sure. might have had like three matches on it, perhaps right, two matches, right. three matches, uh, yeah. and it was literally the shows or the uh, matches that took place at live Dynamite shows, either mm -hmm. before the show or right after the show, and right. then it and then it evolved into this one hour to two hour <laughs> where they're having twelve matches, fourteen yeah. matches per episode. Yeah. Um, you know, and I heard, I don't know if it was on Jericho's podcast mm -hmm. or, or one of the podcasts affiliated with AEW where they talked about, you know, why are the episodes of Dark so long? Yeah. And they mentioned that it's because Tony Khan wanted these indie wrestlers to be able to make a paycheck. And, yes. you know, because at the time, and SHW was included in this, all yeah. the indie shows had shut down. All right. the indie companies had shut down early on in the pandemic. Of course, That's we right. came back in August, but mm -hmm. a lot of places still didn't come back. Right, um, and, and some still aren't back. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so Dark was a place for these guys uh, yeah. anywhere in the Southeast, you know, that could make their way down there to mm -hmm. be able to still work, to be able to still yes. uh, get a payday. So um, yeah. give it up, you know, props to Tony Khan to be able to uh, still get these guys paid, guys and girls coming down there and uh, getting them paid on dark. And so, yeah, people might have griped from time to time about the show so long. Why is it so long? Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it because not only do we like to see some of our people that we know on the show, but mm -hmm. also get a little taste of all these other folks that are making it big in the indie scene all over the country right. that we're not familiar with. So, um, yeah. I'm a big fan of it. And now that they're doing dark elevation, it's just another extension of that to be able to uh, see some more of these uh, talented people that we wouldn't get to see otherwise. Yeah, you know, and I was talking to uh, a wrestler who will remain nameless, and one of the things that we were talking about was 
the impact, and I don't know that I had thought about it until this conversation, the impact of having a Tony Schiavone and a Paul White talk about you on national or international television, right? Like that's a major thing. And, you know, I'll say this, a lot of wrestlers are super kind to us because they realize, you know, the, the value of commentary and what commentary does in terms of telling their story to the fan base. And certainly right. our fan base is continuing to grow thanks to IWTV. Uh, by the way, you can check that out right now on independentwrestling.tv. First five days for free. Use the promo code SHW. Now then, um, with that said, it, it, it really elevates things when now people get the opportunity uh, on dark elevation to uh, have their names and stories told by voices that many of them have known for years, right? So it's kind of like, I don't know that people understand this type of thing. You know a lot about advertising and marketing. And the coolest thing about advertising and marketing is doing it when people don't know it's happening, right? So that's why commercials tend to be so creative because, you know, this way you don't realize you're being advertised to or uh, web banners on a website, right? Like they don't just say, buy this. It's something pretty creative. But what people don't understand is when you see a certain web banner on a website, it subliminally tells you this website supports XYZ in terms of a product. Yeah. Even though behind the scenes we know, okay, this is a paid situation. But so, so I say that to say when you have a Paul White and a Tony Schiavone who have years and years and years of experience in this business, talking about you, mentioning your name, that holds weight. You know, it holds yeah. tremendous weight. So that's why, you know, when our folks end up on dark or dark elevation, you know, even whether, whether it's Taz or Excalibur, um, you know, talking about these amazing folks, it puts them in the eyes of places that may not see what we're doing. Um, and that's exciting. And so I get excited when you see like a Danny Jordan against a red velvet. And speaking of Danny, um, if you guys have not seen, there's a great new SHW extension out there. It's called SHW Since Day One, uh, put together by our good friend, the kindest of all punks. That would be, uh, there he is right there, uh, Nathan Mowry. And it's hosted by our own Susie Q. And um, this first episode, which you can check out on YouTube right now, deals with Danny Jordan. And it really shows Danny's progression through SHW, some of her favorite matches. You get to see her growth as an in-ring competitor. And uh, just to be able to watch the journey that we've seen for her moving into these spaces like AEW Dark uh, is just really outstanding to see. So I'm excited that we get to see, even coming out of the, the worst of circumstances with the pandemic, tremendous opportunities mm -hmm. that we have to be honest, may not have been as readily available uh, to these superstars had there not been a pandemic, you know? And that's not a knock to anybody. It is just a statement of what happens when you're available and a need arises and you can meet the need. And yeah. those folks were able to step up and do that. And that's made a huge difference in their career. Absolutely. And uh, I do want to get back to SHW since day one. But before yes. I forget, uh, I also noticed I was talking about our, our uh, SHW family that was on Elevation earlier this week. There was yes. also, don't forget, Lee Johnson, who officially got signed to AEW uh, a few right. weeks ago. 
and as That's part right. of the Nightmare family. Well, they did like a little featurette on him that was yeah. part of uh, the show uh, Dark Elevation. So that was pretty cool. And all that's yeah. on the AEW YouTube channel, so you can go mm -hmm. back and check it. If you didn't see it Monday night, it's there forever. So that's right. go back that's and watch right. it anytime you want, just like you can go back and watch our podcast anytime you want if you're not catching Absolutely. it on Friday right. night as it airs. So, yeah. um, But anyway, so I, I can't believe I forgot Big Shotty. But, yeah, so Big Shotty was on there as well. Um, Absolutely. And I, I, I went back to um, – you mentioned a wrestler who, who shall not be named. I think it was nah. the same guy you were thinking of. Um, yeah. And I remember talking to him about how cool it is to have a Shivani, to have a big show, uh, yes. talking about you yes. uh, on commentary. Like, yes. these are guys that we grew up, you know, we grew up watching them. And mm -hmm. some of these, a lot of these wrestlers are younger than we are, but they sure. remember them as well uh, from yeah. when they were little kids. And, like, how mind-blowing is that, that they're right. calling your match, you know? Right. Uh, you know, it might not be on TV, on TNT, on Dynamite, yeah. but it will one day. It could one Absolutely. day. You know? Absolutely. And, well, and, and we've got proof of that. I mean, look yeah. at a Lee Johnson and, and look at a, a Sean, Dean. Sean Dean. You yep. know what I mean? Like two of the newest signees to AEW who did their thing right here in SHW. And, Alan uh, Angels, number Alan, five. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's actually quite interesting to think about the list of folks that have come through SHW that have made their way onto AEW television, uh, be it Dark, Dark Elevation or Dynamite, right? All of those start with a D, by the way. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Um, but, you know, that's really quite amazing when you think about it. There are very few independent organizations that can say, hey, this is our catalog. These are our alumni who have now made their way on uh, to these spaces like this. So that's really exciting to see. And uh, it proves the value of what happens when you're SHW since day one. There you go. And speaking of that, now we're back to since day one. And since we were talking about Dark, we mentioned David Ali earlier. Somebody that tag teamed with David Ali against the Lucha Bros at one point on Dark is Ashton mm -hmm. Starr. And mm -hmm. Ashton Starr has been in SHW since day one, and I believe he'll be the next episode. So since day one, we'll air every other Thursday on the yes. Kind Punk YouTube channel. And, of course, mm -hmm. we'll uh, post the links and everything on, this, uh, on the SHW social media pages. But yeah. uh, I believe Ashton Starr will be on that next episode. Um, yes. And another big show coming up about him, but I'll talk about that in a second. But what's cool about since day one, and you touched on it a little bit earlier with the Danny Jordan episode, is that they go through and they pick three of their favorite matches from their time yes. in SHW. And mm -hmm. like you said, you see this evolution of their progress throughout the years. What is yeah. it, two years, two and a half, going on three? Yeah. Now. And yeah. it's really cool. And not only that, and I, I kind of was joking with you a little bit about it because I was almost a little bit embarrassed because I was going back <laughs> and seeing the evolution. Not only do you see the evolution of the in-ring work, but you yes. hear the evolution of like the commentary. You see sure. the evolution of SHW as a whole. Yes. yes. Uh, and it's just kind of neat to see it from the very beginning and then about midway through and then like more recently. And, yeah. and hearing my vast improvement, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's just kind of a neat thing, you know, and it's almost a little bit, like I said, it's like a little embarrassing, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. you know what? It's kind of cool to go back and see like how far we've come over Absolutely. the last two and a half years. So. Um, absolutely looking forward to seeing ashton stars episode he'll pick out i guess his top three and, and i yeah. guess that's what it is i guess every episode it's the top three mm -hmm. that yes doing. they um, pick out their top three matches so not only that but we also saw the announcement earlier this week on social media about an ashton star documentary 
called mm-hmm. Starfire, which will be coming mm-hmm. out, I believe, also next Thursday. So yes. it's going to be uh, unofficially, or maybe we can make it official. It'll officially be the Petty, uh, petty Day, yeah. <laughs> Ashton Star Day, because it'll oh. be um, since day one, a new episode with mm-hmm. him will be airing with him and Susie Quinn, which that'll yeah. be interesting because quite the the story where it left off with those guys i believe the last time they saw each other uh susie was popping him in the head with a a, a twisted tea can absolutely <laughs> and uh, we'll see how this episode goes i'm, I'm curious to find out how that's yeah. going to work but uh and then later that day this documentary which is also produced by kind punk and will be yeah. on their uh youtube channel as well and yeah what was your take on the on the promo for that it looked like it's going to be kind of like his backstory i guess yeah, it's going to be the story of Ashton Starr, and uh, perhaps this will explain to us why he treats us so badly. Perhaps there were some things that happened, Maybe. you know, in, in his childhood or somewhere during his life uh, that will give us some indicators in terms of what's been going on with him. But, you know, I, I will say this. I do love the opportunity for stories to be told. That's why we do what we do, right? Right. And so uh, for his story to be told uh, I'm imagining in his own words, I think will be pretty powerful. And um, we know Nathan is an incredible storyteller. And so I think this is going to be something very interesting to watch. I'm going to be watching it because I'm no psychologist or psychiatrist, but I do want to figure out what has happened in his past to make him so upset and angry with, you know, the Susies of the world, with the commentators of the world. And um, hopefully we'll find that out. But my other hope is with so much attention being focused on him on, what is it, March 25th, I believe is the date. Um, Maybe, just maybe we can get a kinder, gentler Ashton Starr. I mean, he's been wanting the spotlight. He's going to get a whole day and, and documentaries and spotlights and all that. I would think that this would perhaps scratch his itch, but I don't know. I, I almost wonder. We've had him on the show before, on our show before. Mm-hmm. It's, been well, almost, before it's been a while back. So. Yeah, that was right before the pandemic, or right during the pandemic, and he yeah. was still kind and gentle. But So I wonder, he may be pushing to come back on the show with us and, and make it like oh, Action boy. Star Week almost. Oh, God. oh my Lord. We'll, now, we'll listen, see. We don't know. I will we'll say see. this. It was Nathan's kindness to tell this story right i don't know that i want to aid any more light to uh someone who already wants enough spotlight so that's true that's true yeah well, you know he wasn't I, too kind to us at shw 25 either he was not he was not yeah. i i was just you were making me reminisce here like i really miss the days of the gold hat and he would always right. come out he'd, he'd put he'd let me wear the hat and it just yeah. We, we had this like this connection. I thought, you know, yeah. and then I don't know. I don't know where it all went wrong, but it, uh, it's but not it your fault. It is. It's just, I think the documentary will tell yeah. us. Perhaps. That's my perhaps. hope. But anyways, be hope. sure to check that out. It's going to be on the Kind Punk YouTube channel next uh, Thursday. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> we're all looking forward to checking that out as well as yeah. SHW since day one. And I got to give props to Susie. She did a great job on the first episode with Danny sure Jordan. Because I'll be honest, we're very aware of uh, Danny Jordan and how she is. How, and she's a little hard to handle. But I thought yeah. Susie did a pretty good job of trying to hold her own there with, uh, yes. you know, Danny. Uh, she's the real mean girl for a reason. And, and she lives up to that. Yeah, every yeah. bit of it. So, uh, anyways, we're looking yeah. forward to seeing the next episode. But, yeah. Oh man. So what? What else is going on, GB? That uh, we could talk to the folks about because we got SHW twenty six. It's coming up April second. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. a couple big matches. I mean, a few have Oof. been announced throughout the week. 
Um, the biggest ones, though, and we mentioned them last week. Let's yeah. talk about a second the the big championship match. David yes. Ali. There's no rest for the wicked man. You come right off that None. crazy, t- a couple of crazy title defenses, and mm-hmm. now you're getting ready to face the people's captain, Gunner Miller. You know, there would have been a time where I would have said this would have been a slam dunk, right? Like, there's nobody who's beating Gunner Miller. Yeah. And if we're honest, he's only lost one match, and that was to the then SHW champion, Joe Black. Here's the thing in saying that, I've not picked David Ali to win any of the title matches that he was up to win. Not yep. even the somehow. scramble, but yet yeah. somehow. So now I have to start not believing, <laughs> but I have to start thinking about the fact of how will he get out of this one, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't, how was he going to get out of a, a first blood match? I don't know. Oh, well, let's pay the referee off and let's, you know, which I still believe that that's what happened. I, can't I haven't heard it. anything this week. Do we know anything about the, this investigation that's supposedly on? I have not heard anything from the official investigation, but the word on the street, this investigation says <laughs> that something in the milk wasn't clean. So I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I don't know the lengths that David Ali will go to, but we do know for sure he'll do anything to keep the SHW championship. And uh, who knows? Here's the tough part. It looks like, it looks like, it looks like (laughs) Lethal Poison is going to potentially be involved in this as there is definitely an alliance between Lethal Poison and Gunnar Miller. And uh, it has not, again, been formally spoken, but a handshake and a hug uh, really does say a whole lot, particularly in these pandemic streets. So... Yeah. Uh, I, this is going to be another tough one because I, I don't know. I, I have often said Gunnar Miller needs lethal poison to uh, to really get the win. Now he's got them and they've got gold. So I think there's pressure on Gunnar Miller to become the SHW champion. But how do you overcome someone as cunning as David Ali? I don't know, but it, this is why we call the matches and go watch the matches because we yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Know- uh, we had a big hoss fight at the last show. We're definitely going to get another one coming up at this show. And here's the interesting part in relation to the title match. Mm-hmm. If Logan Creed can take out Austin Towers prior to the Ooh. the main event, then uh, that means David Ali might not have Austin Towers by his side to help him retain the title. So we'll see. <laughs> but uh, And you know Logan is going to be furious to get his hands all over Austin Towers after what they did, after what Austin Towers and David Ali did to Logan. Well, that's the thing, right? You, and it's funny that you mentioned Logan Creed because Logan Creed could be the X factor in all of this. Because the question is, who does he want more? Do you want yeah. David Ali who beat you up in front of your child? Or do you want Gunnar Miller, the man that laid ah. you unconscious when they had to stop the match, something that's yeah. never happened in SAW for Logan Creed. I think he wants them both equally. So does he somehow interfere in this title match if there's anything left of him after Austin Towers? I mean, those two matches alone are worth making your way to the action building on a really good Friday. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just think that, you know, it, it, it's a no-brainer to make plans um, to be there because it's a great spot. It's going to be an amazing, amazing night of action. And I, 
I just don't know what could happen in either of those matches, but both of them are marquee matches for sure. Yeah, I, it's going to be awesome. And, of course, yeah. there, we've uh, announced several other matches coming up, and we're going to touch more on the matches in the weeks leading up. we got, a, what, a couple weeks left? One or yeah, two about shows two weeks left. or so. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely touch on the rest of the lineup uh, to get you guys pumped and ready for that. But, uh, yeah. man, it's going to be awesome. April 2nd, SHW 26. Uh, I can't believe it's already, you know, almost that time again. We get so excited when we're yes. coming up on another show. But, um, yes. you know, earlier we mentioned that Diana – had a big show this past weekend. Well, mm -hmm. we also had uh, some crazy stuff going on this past weekend as well. Uh, yeah. We were over at uh, a little place called the Nightmare Factory. You may have heard of it. You uh, might have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, some AEW stars that train there yeah. and come out of there. Yeah. And Well, at the same time, Glacier, uh, a.k.a. Ray Lloyd, is one of the trainers there, and he's uh, in the midst of putting together a major motion picture. Um, yeah. Now this, now GB, I talked to you about this prior uh this is about a year ago uh maybe february of 2020 yeah. they were sh he was shooting this movie and myself and our pal alex got to mm -hmm. go down there and be extras we were yeah. you know kind of serving as the commentary team for the wrestling scenes that they were putting together for mm -hmm. this movie what was supposed to happen was most of the filming was done and i think they were going to go back in march and april to do any kind of pickup shots any kind yeah. of small little scenes to kind of finish off the movie well a little pandemic hit that uh kind of shut down the entire world right so yeah, yeah. none of that stuff was able to happen on the you know when it was scheduled to happen so fast forward a year later and they're finally getting around to doing all the little pickup shots and the little extra scenes that they want to put together to add into the movie and that's what happened this past weekend and uh we were there got to be a part of that and uh yeah. It was a fun time, GB. Now, I had done the, the stuff prior and been mm -hmm. on the movie set and kind of yes. done all that. This was your first time kind of being involved with, like, putting a movie together, correct? Yeah, absolutely. What'd you it think? My, What'd you think? I loved it. Um, you know, the, the fun part about it is we have been getting uh, rather accustomed to TV situations. And so, you know, that's something that's not lost on me. So it felt a lot like TV. Yeah. And so you, you prepare for that. And again you know, wrestling commentary is what we do. So uh, I, I am just excited to have, and I don't know how large or small of a situation it'll be. I don't even know if I'm on camera, but my hope is that the voice work that we did uh, will make it on camera for some of the scenes that were shot. And uh, it's exciting, but you, 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 you're going to be fully in it. That's what it looks like to me. Well, maybe there was a quick little like interview scene. Again, we don't yeah. know if this is all going to be used for like a montage. So if yeah. it's just quick little clips, what kind of the audio? I mean, we recorded our audio uh, sure. just like we would at an SHW show. So they have our audio from what we, you know, we were calling the matches that were being shot yeah. for the movie. So yeah. I don't really know what all is going to, like once they get it all put together, what's going to be used, what's not going to be used. Yeah. I do know you talked about, you don't know if you were on camera. Let me just say, if you come to an SHW show, you know the blazers that GB wears. <laughs> they are made to be on camera. I mean, they are stylish, styling and profiling. Thank uh, you, sir. I'm telling you. <laughs> and so you had one of those uh, fancy blazers on the other night. And uh, yeah. you were definitely on camera. Like, I, again, well, I don't hopefully. know how much is going to make it into the final cut of the movie. But, sure. um, but yeah, I, you're definitely in there a little bit. And, and there was like a little interview, kind of a mean gene interview situation where mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking to, uh, uh, Luther Biggs is also in this movie along with yeah. the cat, Ernest Miller, 
Uh, yeah. And of course, Ray uh, Glacier. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's a little bit some, where I'm interviewing. Some other the, legends are in there too. You got Larry yeah. Zabisco, former yep, and, AWA uh, world champion, King Tonga, yep. AKA Haku. You AKA know, uh, Ming. Who, yeah. Right. AKA Ming, legendary. So, I mean, you've got some pretty significant names that are in this movie that a yep. lot of you will remember, uh, certainly from uh, however your experience in the wrestling world is. So, it's exciting to see, you know, you. In that interview spot, it certainly took me back to the old school interview types that would happen right outside of the ring. And there was a very old school feel to it, like old school wrestling feel to it. And I think, yes, um, the thing is, it's not like a strictly wrestling movie. Like there's a big twist in it. uh, And, you know, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but like I think fans of wrestling are going to enjoy it because there is plenty of wrestling in it. But mm-hmm. uh, there's just all kinds of other fun stuff as well. But, um, yeah. you know, what What I need to work on is talking to Ray. I'll get a hold of Ray and see if we can get him to come on as a guest yeah. on the podcast here because I wow. think he would have a lot of fun coming on. You know, he does a weekly show of his own called Breaking the Ice with Glacier, uh, yes. which is, uh, I believe it's every Tuesday uh, at noon on Facebook Live. But um, okay. we'll try to get him to join us on our show and kind of give us yeah. uh, the whole the whole layout of, of what it's like putting a movie together. And, of course, yeah. he's done a lot of work, too, aside from the movie, just working at the Nightmare Factory and working with a That's lot right. of these up-and-coming AEW talents and a lot of mm-hmm. SHW talent that train over there as well. So um, right. it would be kind of fun to kind of maybe get him on the show with us and, and pick his brain a little bit. So we'll work, on that. That. We'll work yeah. on that and see if we can get him maybe in the next uh, uh, near future uh, sure. to come on with us. But That'd I'll tell great. you, man, it was a lot of fun doing that movie stuff just because – you know, we're calling it like we would normally call it, but we're seeing these legends in the ring right. having, having like a like a bunkhouse match, you know, just yeah, like yeah. going to town with some of these younger talents. And, uh, uh, man, the cat, by the way, like you met him uh, the other night, and you had met him prior to that too, but right, what a fun guy, dude. I'm telling you. Fun guy. And Absolutely. you know what? I don't know if I ever told this story on the show. I know you and yeah. I have talked about this, but I'll go ahead and lay it out there for anybody that hadn't heard it before. Uh, so the cat. We go way back, okay? So I'm talking <laughs> yes. like 1999, 2000, somewhere in there where the cat's like really kind of making a name for himself in WCW, right? There's a local station here in Atlanta called 99X. Uh, well, mm-hmm. there was a local, it's not there anymore, but uh, at the time it was like the biggest alternative rock station. And every fall they would do a celebrity softball game, right? And so uh, at the time, I'm in high school, I'm in like 10th or 11th grade at the time. And my buddy and I, we had this idea. This was like maybe just before Jackass became a big thing, right? Okay. Like okay. all the, you know, like the, all the teenage kids would like take their cameras and go do crazy stuff and make these videos. Yeah. And well, our thing, we weren't doing crazy stuff, but we'd be trying to interview people and like uh, just taking the camera everywhere we went, right? So our goal was to go to the celebrity softball game, see if we could sneak onto the field with a camera and a microphone and see how long we could be on there before anybody might kick us off. Now, let me just tell you, at the time, as a high schooler, I was a lot braver than I am now. because I was going to say, this is so funny when you're a in kid, light of what we know about you. Yes. Right, right. Because when you're a kid, you're like, what's the worst that can happen? They'll just kick me off the field, right? Now, if I did it at, you know, in a, you know late 30s, I go on there, they'll take me to jail for a while, you know? So there's like a difference. Like when you're a kid, you just don't think about all that stuff. You're like, oh, they'll Hilarious. just slap us, and tell, slap us on the wrist yeah. and tell us to hit the road. But what ended up happening was that we made our way onto the field and nobody said anything. And we stayed on the field the entire game. And in between innings, we would just go in between dugouts. Like we'd hang out in this dugout. In between (laughs) innings, we'd go to the other dugout. Nobody ever said a thing. 
I figured out the trick, by the way. The trick is if you are filming and talking on the mic as you're walking, mm-hmm. nobody yeah. will interrupt you because they think right. you're recording and doing something right. important, apparently. Right. And right. so you do that as you walk through the gate, as you walk onto the field. Wow. Nobody says anything. Anyways, why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because at this particular celebrity softball game, uh, they would have celebrities like WCW wrestlers or bands and musicians and like people, you know, actors and stuff like that, along with like some of the DJs from the station. So the cat was there, Ernest Miller, Bill Goldberg was there, um, wow. you know, and then they had a bunch of brave Atlanta Braves players and, you know, a lot of rock bands and stuff were there. Me being the big wrestling fan I am, I was there strictly to see Goldberg and Ernest the Cat Miller, right? And Mm -hmm. I did get a little interview with Goldberg, which is really cool, and I was super nervous. I'm this scrawny little, you know, 10th or 11th grade or whatever grade I was in. (laughs) But I got over to the cat, and I don't know what came over me, but all of a sudden I got, like, uh, not shy. And so I'm doing all the cat's catchphrases to him, like, hey, it's the cat. Ooh, somebody better call your mama and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And But he played right along with me and kind of, yeah. you know, give, you know, dishing it right back at me and kind of making fun of me a little bit. And it was just a really fun experience. And it, it finally, like, we ran out of things to say and, like, I kind of ran out of catchphrases. And he goes, okay, kid, I got to get back in the dugout now. Yeah. And, like, he kind of, like, shooed me off or whatever. And it was just a really fun experience, right? Yeah. Fast forward, like, 20 years, 21 years later, however long, and he's on this movie with, with Ray, with Glacier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do I, go, do I even bring that up to him? Like, he's not going to remember. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound like a, you know, total mark and go, hey, hey do you remember, like, when I did this and I came up to you and we met? And So I was, like, nervous about even bringing it up. And then mm-hmm. uh, uh, this was last year when we first did the movie, and my, and my yeah. buddy Alex that was with us was like, oh, just go ask him, just go ask him. Because mm-hmm. as you know, on the movie set that we discovered this past week, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. So yes. as the, I don't even want to say that we were talent, but <laughs> as the people that are on screen, we're in our place. We're just waiting while the crews set the lights and set the cameras. There's a lot of that going on while you just wait around. So yeah, this was the case. There was a lot of just downtime, of the, which was cool because you were just sitting around and listening to Glacier and the cat and yeah Haku and just kind of shoot the bull you know talk about old yeah. times and we're just sitting there like oh my gosh this is so cool you know right and so anyways at some point i get nudged enough to go like just go talk to him like there's nothing we're just waiting around and so finally yeah. i just went up to him and here's what completely blew my mind as i was starting to tell him about what happened back at that celebrity softball game his eyes lit up and he started reciting to me what we talked about. Wow. Because he remembered it for like verbatim. And he's like, oh, wow. yeah, and you said this. And then I said this. And I'm like, my jaw dropped. I was mind yeah. blown because I'm like, wait, you remember all that? Like, wow. what? And yeah, so yeah. I happened to have that video on YouTube that I posted oh. on YouTube like several, you know, years ago. And okay. so while we were standing there, I was like, well, hang on. I got it right here. And I'm showing it to him. And he's just cracking up. And I think his wife was there, too. And he called her. I okay. was like, oh, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> so we're looking at it on my phone, this old video from, like, 1999 or whatever year That's it was. That's crazy. And it was just such a surreal thing. Like, I couldn't believe that the cat even knew, like, could remember all that. Like, it was yeah, just blew my mind. But anyway. That's crazy. 
original thought was you got to meet him he's a really cool guy right <laughs> very cool guy yeah that's what we came back to right, right. very cool guy no that's an awesome experience i want to see that video you got to send that to oh me. yeah yeah I'll, I'll, you know what i'll share the link maybe on the uh on the uh, SHW Facebook the page. The people will want to see this, the podcast, for sure. The podcast Facebook page, yeah. Yes, yes. So SHW Pod. You, you'll get to see uh, B-Dub in his former life. Yes. <laughs> when I'm like this big around. I'm super skinny <laughs> and scrawny, yeah. But, yeah, back in the day. Oh, man, that's awesome. That so, is awesome. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I can't wait for you guys to see the movie. I can't wait to see the movie uh, when it does uh, finish filming yeah. and it's ready for release. And uh, who knows, at that point, you know, we might be able to do a whole viewing party or, or whatever uh, as the world is, is changing. So, uh, I hope yeah. so, because the original plan, and I remember him telling me this almost a year ago, this is right before the pandemic even hit, so we weren't even sure. thinking about that, yeah. was that he was like, oh, yeah, we want to try to do like this, uh, you know, and I don't know if this is going to be like a huge box office movie where it comes out nationwide in all yeah. the theaters. Perhaps it does. I don't really know what yeah. to expect with it. But his plan was to do at least an Atlanta premiere where, sure. you know, have everybody that was a part of it come to yeah. a theater and do like a big, a big premiere for it. And Absolutely. I thought, oh, that'd be so, that would be super cool. You know, do like a red yeah. carpet kind of deal. Like, sure. You know, who knows what it would be. But again, like you said, now that we're in these pandemic times, I don't know how all that's going to work. Yeah. If, if we could still do something like that. Um, yeah. And I also don't know how far uh, removed we are from like a release date. Uh, right. I think the last right. I heard was that, they do want to have it released sometime in 2021. So hopefully okay. before the end of the year or by the end of the yeah. year. Um, yeah. But again, like I said, we'll try to get him on the show with us at some point and maybe he can answer that for us a little more. Yeah, for uh, sure. Confirm it a little more for us, but uh, that's awesome, man. What a fun experience, man. Uh, it was Absolutely. Super cool and uh, excited for everybody to see it. We're excited yeah. to see it. Cause again, we, yeah. don't really, we don't really know what's going to end up in the movie. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we're in the director's cut. Maybe we're in the, Who uh, knows? the deleted knows? scenes on the DVD or something. Who knows? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing awesome. we didn't we didn't have Diana Michelle with us because normally if she was with us we'll definitely make it in the movie. But absolutely, she's kind of the ace. So absolutely, yeah. so absolutely. Anyways, well next week uh, we will be back and hopefully Diana mm -hmm. will be with us and yeah. uh, we will continue to give you the info leading into SHW twenty six on April second yes. and all that good stuff. But man, absolutely. other than that. I guess you guys just have a great weekend. and uh, Yes. And make sure you're watching, of course, SHW25. Yep. Again, it is on independentwrestling.tv. You can check out IWTV on all platforms. Pretty much anywhere you can stream, you can check it out. There's an app pretty much everywhere. And remember, if you go to independentwrestling.tv, use that wonderful promo code SHW. Get those first five, 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 five. Five days for free. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're, you're going to love it. You can check out the entire catalog of all things SHW and you'll enjoy it. Binge watch it and get you ready for SHW 26 again on April the 2nd. You're reminding me of Booker T there with the five times. Five. 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 <laughs> I've been that. called Booker T a time or two. I'm pretty so, sure the Pope, yeah. Pope called you WrestleMania Booker T. He did. That's and right, it was because of this hairstyle right That's here. right. That's right. Yes. So, yes. By the way, we have a great episode with the Pope. You can go back oh, and yes. watch all of these episodes That's on demand right. anytime you want, either That's on our right. YouTube channel, on the mm -hmm. SHW uh, videos, uh, yeah. on, the, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Check it out. A lot of yeah. fun stuff there. Until next time, though, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling.